Hello there. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey, 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 Star Wars fans, and welcome to Spark of Rebellion. This is your weekly Star Wars podcast, and welcome to episode 167. We are flying through these episodes now. It's crazy. We'll be at episode 200 before you know it. So thank you very much for coming back and listening to us round out the news and talk all the things Star Wars. I'm running solo this week, as Sod's Law would have it. We jinxed ourselves last week. We said, yeah, it's going to be a pretty good run. The next two weeks is going to be Mark running solo because I'm on vacay next week and then I'm in the US for some work stuff. But we did say that this week, for this one today, we'd be all cool. We'd both be on it, but alas, we always do it. We always jinx ourselves. So Mark is really busy today. We've got loads of really cool things happening at work. So uh, busy times and uh, he's not going to be able to, to free up some space to record. But that's all good. You're just going to have to put up with me. Oh, Gaz running through the Star Wars stuff this week, which is all good. We've got some great um, some great articles to go through. We've got a wee bit of a, a mishmash of stories this week on SOR. We have uh, a little bit of an update, I guess. Not really a, an official proper update, but uh, something from Ewan McGregor around Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 2, which sounds, sounds quite good. And we also have this um, kind of leftover, leftover story from George Lucas when he was planning out his vision for the sequel trilogy, which involves a little bit more around the Stormtroopers, which sounds pretty intriguing, so I'll run through that as well. A little bit of comic book news with Charles Soule and what he's up to, and we'll also finish on the schedule that's now been released for Andor, which kicks off at the end of September. So that'll be very cool. So before I crack on with these news stories, then remember to remember to follow and subscribe in your fave podcast app to Spark of Rebellion. That way you won't miss an episode when it lands every single Saturday. We're a weekly show, keeping you up to date on what's going on in the world of Star Wars. We're on the socials too, mainly Twitter and Instagram. So just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Twitter or forward slash Instagram or both. And we chat Star Wars throughout the week and uh, come and get involved over there. It's all good. And if you want to support Spark of Rebellion, those of you that are new to SOR, obviously I don't expect you to uh, to head over and part with any cash or anything as yet. But if you want to listen to us for a few episodes and you like what we do here and you want to support us, you can join our, our other patrons who are very awesome. And we appreciate you guys so much. We love you guys. And you can do that via our Patreon, which is sparkofrebellion.com forward slash Patreon. And everything that you... Um, everything that you... Uh, donate and pay for into Spark Rebellion. We put right back into the show. We make sure that all of our equipment is up to date, all of our software is up to date, learning new stuff to make sure it sounds great and all that stuff and making merch and stuff to post out to you guys. So we put everything back into into the show to make sure that the content is as good as it can be for all of you. And once again, lastly, thank you to our current patrons. You guys are awesome. So thank you very much. Right, so let's crack on with some of these news stories then. So Ewan McGregor has been interviewed recently. Everybody seems to be interviewed recently, don't they, for Star Wars? But uh, McGregor was um, talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi 2, Season 2, which is kind of interesting because we know that way back in the beginning when Season 1 was first announced and when they were in production for that and we had those pre-launch interviews and behind the scenes and whatnot, with people like Deborah Chow, the director, Ewan McGregor himself, obviously not um, Hayden Christensen at the time, but you know some other people that were involved. 
Kathleen, you know, you know the drill. Uh, everybody said very consistently that this was an isolated, limited run, um, limited series. It was only ever going to be just this one shot, telling a little bit of a story, filling in the gaps a little bit, and that was it. However, because season one has done so well, and everybody just loves it and is hungry for more, that obviously opens the doors for continuing that story in that time period with Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, nobody said anything, so please don't do what a lot of other Star Wars fans do with other outlets and other channels where they hear something, take it out of context, and all of a sudden, Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 2 is happening. It's not. Well, not yet, at least, anyway. But uh, when um, McGregor was being interviewed recently, and this was a Q&A at a celebrity fan, uh, a celebrity fan fest event, um, someone said, look, dude, what's going on with Obi-Wan Kenobi Season 2? Inquiring minds want to know. And he basically kept it short and sweet, but did say he is totally up for it. His words, not putting words, I'm not paraphrasing. He said, I'm totally up for it. Now, they quizzed him a little bit more and he said, look, there are no plans as yet. He, he says that Lucasfilm and Disney Plus, he thinks anyway that they're just biding their time until they announce, um, you know, a, a run up installment. So he goes on to say, I'm totally up for it, guys. I really want to do it. And then the moderator on the panel says, so what you're saying is that there's nothing known or being planned at all. And he says, I'm absolutely honest. There are no plans made yet, but I think I'm pretty sure they're just biding their time. But nobody has approached me as of yet. Now, that might sound like a bit of a, well, there's nothing in that. However, if you think about all of the franchises, all the popular ones across Marvel and DC and everything, especially some that's... Uh, Pick something like Spider-Man, uh, the latest Spider-Man film where you had Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire being interviewed endlessly for months and months in a run-up to that film. They said categorically, no, nope, nope, nope. I'm not in it. I'm not in the film. I'm not in it. You know, nothing's going to happen. And you see that as well with, with Marvel things. Um, and uh, you just get a sense, don't you? You get a sense from somebody that, yeah, there's a little bit more there, but they're just you know, under an NDA, of course, and they can't really say anything. But with this quote, I, I really get the feeling that something is bubbling behind behind the scenes there. Because normally an actor would just come out and say, very coy, you know, I, I don't know anything, you know, no, there are no, you know, there's nothing at all on the table, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi season two is not happening. I don't know. But the fact that he said, look, I'm being honest, no plans have been made yet. But I think this is a timing thing. And I would love to do it. And, and that, that just says to me that uh, a wee conversations happened there with him and some people at Lucasfilm or Disney. And they've said, yeah, you know, the viewing figures have been absolutely brilliant. So it's a, it's a numbers and a money and money. It's a numbers game and a financial money game with this kind of thing. Although we love to think that this is all just based on the amazing stories that we can tell within the Star Wars galaxy. Ultimately, in real life, this all comes down to viewing figures and, and how much money it's going to make Disney and stuff. So fortunately for us and for Disney Plus and Lucasfilm, it's uh, it's done really, really well. So there you go. Nothing set in concrete, no big reveal, nothing to run off to the to the socials and say, yeah, Obi-Wan Kenobi season two is back. It's not, but uh, Ewan McGregor is definitely up for it and thinks that it will happen. But timing is key, which is fair enough. It's all good. Second headline for this week, which is very cool. This comes from ScreenRant.com. 
it really focuses on something that the I guess they borrowed a little bit when we did the Force Awakens and so on, but it was George Lucas's original plans to focus more on the stormtroopers that were left over as a result of the Empire falling and the Emperor seemingly, we thought at the time anyway, was killed and uh, the rebellion had won, etc. And that in itself sounds really cool. Now, what's good about this, that I think anyway, is that it's not just a, it's not just a case of oh yeah, the stormtroopers. There must be more of them around somewhere. Of course, we know that there are, or there were. Um, but what's really cool is George Lucas. Um, George Lucas um, took a lot of inspiration from real life conflicts that told that story of what happens when um, sort of the disbanded army what happens to them when they lose a war, essentially. So according to George Lucas, the stormtroopers would have, quote-unquote, refused to give up uh, following the um, uh, the victory of the Republic, or the New Republic, should I say, and they would go on to fight, they would continue fighting, and they would go to what, um, probably to the outer reaches. He just says to a far corner of the galaxy, so probably um, you know the outer reaches there. And he goes on to say that they would start their own country and actually form their own start their own rebellion and really, I guess, try and follow on the work that they did um, back when the emperor, uh, the emperor was in power and the empire was a big thing throughout the galaxy. So it's a little bit difficult to see the volume of stormtroopers that were left over and the, the amount of them that would form this new, this new army, this new rebellion and stuff. But um, it does, you know, it does have a real, kind of real world feel to it and the the very frustrating thing about that is it sounds like it would have been an amazing inclusion to the rest of the stuff that was going on throughout the galaxy so we know that in in other parts of George Lucas's plans there was the whole Luke being haunted by one of his students that fell to the dark side and betrayed him and so on so that part of it was in there and they used some of that of course and it just would have been a really cool additional story arc that was running through those and the good thing about that is when george was making the original trilogy especially the the guys at ilm and everybody else who have who were making that that last scene the you know the battle between the x-wings and tie fighters and all that stuff in order for george to convey the pacing and the feeling of that whole scene that last 10-15 minutes of the film he spliced together loads of real world dogfights and world war ii action films and so on and if you um if you watch one of the documentaries one of the old ones empire of dreams you can see the similarities they put that spliced um black and white clipped um uh, movie on side by side with the actual final footage and it's almost frame for frame exactly how that plays out so george lucas really is one of those filmmakers that it feels like he, you know, regardless of how this is, you know, a big space opera, as he, you know, we like to call it, but, you know, just sort of general science fiction and technology-based stuff. The, the cool thing about George is that he roots these things sometimes in actual real-world feeling and, you know, brings it back a little bit to home in a weird kind of way. So it would have been cool to see these stormtroopers who were essentially on the ropes, you know, having to go off and regroup and think about how they're going to push back into the galaxy and and that kind of thing so i'll link to this in the show notes like we always do with all the stories it sounds very very cool and i guess the only thing that the remnant of that plan that was used 
throughout the sequels is the story of Finn, you know, the sort of um, the traitor, quote unquote, the rogue stormtrooper that that left to go off and join the rebellion and or the resistance, should I say, and all that stuff. You know, that's the only. So the, it's clear that JJ and Kath and the other people that were making the film they they dipped into George Lucas's treatment and, and borrowed little bits and pieces, but nothing really too much that I think conveys the emotion and the and the feeling of all of these these soldiers essentially that have lost their way you know they've they've lost the war so to speak um and uh yeah just would have been really cool so go and check it out screenman.com uh some very cool um stuff to read through there and i don't know maybe one day we'll get a comic a graphic novel of this stuff i remember oh years and years ago now we got a graphic novel or a trade paperback of the the old george lucas treatment of star wars itself before it was developed into a film so it had the the jedi bendu and you know it was was all very different you know before they developed it for on screen and that graphic novel is very cool so maybe we'll get something like that based on these treatments of the sequel trilogy that george put together who knows but it's very cool stuff Uh, moving on to uh, a bit of a spoiler that's but I don't think, yeah, this is a clickbaity kind of title to me. So this is comicbook.com, and the title is The Acolyte Rumour Could Spoil Debut of Surprising Character, which is a weird title in itself. But anyway, so The Acolyte, which is the upcoming live-action Disney Plus Plus series, the the rumours that have been circling is that a certain Sith Lord is going to be appearing in Episode 1 or at least at some point throughout the series. So this uh, this seems a bit thin to me, but these guys have said that there's a rumour that's come from Reddit, so that tells you everything you need to know already, but the subreddit, um, Star Wars Leaks, there's a user on there called Asokas, um, A-E-S-O-K-A-S, Asokas, very clever, um, apparently his account is growing in popularity loads. Um, I'm not sure why. And while nobody's able to confirm the exact role of this character, it seems to be gathering traction like these things you know, typically do. So anyway, Darth Plagueis is apparently, in some shape or form, going to appear in the Acolyte. And fans are like, well, kind of wish you hadn't have told me that. And it's like, well, that's your own fault for going on to a Reddit called Star Wars Leaks. <laughs> so it, it's difficult to say because there's no there's no source given. You know, like sometimes even some of the big hitters in terms of real clickbaity rubbish, like your Doomcocks and those sorts of people, even they try and say, yeah, it's my trusted source. You know, this my best buddy that works in Lucasfilm. You know, he's told me all the deets and, you know, here it is. I'm giving it to you so he stays safe or she stays safe. Whereas on this one, there's nothing. It's no, you know, according to our source, it's nothing. So I don't know where this has come from. But apparently, Darth Plagueis, the uh, the dude that eventually took on um, Palps, you know, Darth Sidious as his apprentice and so on, uh, is going to be in the Acolytes. And it would be the first major appearance in live action in the primary Star Wars continuity that this character has appeared because he's been name-dropped very subtly and that's your lot. So if you want to read any books that are about Darth Plagueis, the book Plagueis is really, really good. But that was that was stripped of its um, of its uh, continuity 
um, crown, if you like, and was re- reduced to the EU side of things. But it's still a great book, really, really good. In actual fact, it's pro- that book's probably more about Palpatine than it is Plagueis. But it's such a great book, so go and check that out. But yeah, apparently from the uh, the Redditor Asokas, uh, and this story itself comes from Bespin Bulletin, so it's, it's done the rounds a little bit, um, with no source attached, Darth Plagueis uh, is said to be involved and will appear in the Acolyte. So we'll, we'll keep you up to date on that one. Personally, I think that would be awesome. I think that'd be a really, really cool addition uh, to see Darth Plagueis because we all know of him. We all know of the existence of of Plagueis and so on. So to see him in live action somehow, that would be awesome. So uh, yeah, we'll keep you up to date on that one. Moving over to some comic book news then. So the first one is, this is over at StarWars.com. So this is quote unquote proper official. And this is for Star Wars Revelations and it will point towards the future of the galaxy far, far away in comics, at least. So writer Mark Guggenheim uh, talks to StarWars.com about a Vader-starring tale that sets the stage for what's to come. Uh, what's to come, And this sounds very, very cool. So it's essentially a bit of a, a multi-team-up, multi-story thing. So uh, the cover looks very, very cool. You've got some good team-ups there. You've got Luke and Leia at the front, You've got Han and Chewie, obviously. You've also got the bounty hunters there. You've got Aphra and some other people. But interestingly enough, interestingly enough, you've got Darth Vader um, who teams up with um, Sabe, who is one of Padme's former handmaidens. So that in itself is just like, you know, what the frick is that about? And uh, you've got some Crimson Dawn people in there as well uh, as they, you know, run into some conflict with the Empire and Vader and so on. So a lot has been going on in the Marvel comics and this would be uh, probably one of the biggest sort of team-ups and and Star Wars stories within the comics that's going to happen probably over the next insert number of months here. This looks like going to be a big old story. So this is dropping in November and um, it promises anyway to be the kickoff for a new Marvel Star Wars line in the comics and it's currently set just after... Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back. So Mark Guggenheim um, and illustrator Salvador La Roca, uh, Paco Medina and some other really good people within the comics, within the Marvel um, comics, um, they find Darth Vader seeking out the Eye of Webbish Bog on Mustafar, uh, which sounds rather interesting. So I think that's going to be the main story. Uh, and that's going to kick off in November and then take us through to 2023. It's apparently it's a clever way of giving readers a preview of what everyone has up their sleeves for the next year. But this isn't a 40-page movie trailer. It's a real Star Wars story with Vader at the center. Uh, and that's from... Um, and you can tell that from, from the cover and so on, and these mini-stories that have been announced. So yeah, this sounds rather good. I mean, we've the, the, the comics run themselves have kind of been um, sort of bubbling away in the background doing their own thing. And we've had some cracking stories there. We've had the... You know, the Bounty Hunters thing, which is very cool from Charles Soule. We've had um, the the Dr. Aphra stuff, which has been which has grown into a huge big story in and of itself and the relationship with Vader and so on. So, yeah, this sounds like it's going to be very cool. And, you know, not surprising off the back of Obi-Wan Kenobi with Vader being brought back into the spotlight within the Star Wars main canon. It kind of makes sense for Vader to uh, to be front and center as the comics kick off in the same year leading into the following year that Obi-Wan Kenobi was here. 
So we will probably, one of us, Mark or I, will, will pick this up and let you know how it goes. But yeah, some big old stories and some big old team-ups coming in the comics. And then the other bit of comic news, another announcement. So this is from uh, StarWarsNewsNet.com. Those guys are very cool. And they've um, they've they've reported on the reveal of Star Wars Hidden Empire by Charles Soule. And this is the, apparently this is the final chapter in Charles Soule's um uh kira saga and again this drops in november and it's the it kind of follows the events of war of the bounty hunters and crimson rain so those two stories are going to coalesce and it's going to kick off into um into this story here so charles was interviewed by uh, again the dudes at starwars.com and he says this new story is designed to deliver the big finale to kira's story Uh, at least this phase of it. She emerged from years of hiding with an elaborate, incredible plan to bring down the Sith, and Hidden Empire is the endgame. It brings in players from all over the Star Wars universe, from Darth Vader to Dr. Aphra to the Knights of Ren. Very cool. And I think it will be really satisfying, but tragic. As I had a character say in the very first issue of Crimson Rain, Kira's story is a tragedy, but in a good way. So there we have it, Hidden Empire, issue number one. Again, so November's going to be pretty cool for Star Wars comics, or new Star Wars comics at least. And it'll be really good to see what happens with Kira as a character coming off the back of the Crimson Rain stuff. And also, I mean, I didn't dive too much into the War of the Bounty Hunter stuff, but it looked it looked pretty sweet. And then Charles Soule goes on to say, I think it will deliver a deeply satisfying conclusion and readers will understand how her choices in this story impacted events all across the Star Wars galaxy at this time. As with many of the comics and novels and ancillary stories behind the films, the idea is to deepen the experience and understanding of the characters. There are direct connections here to both The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi and beyond, and I think fans will be very happy. So that in itself just sounds freaking awesome. So this is, again, this is a fairly lengthy article. Uh, The covers look pretty cool. It all looks very nice. So again, we'll probably pick this up in November at some point and let you guys... Let you guys know what's going on with that. Star Wars Hidden Empire sounds very cool. And then to wrap up the episode, this is just a short and sweet one, but we've now got the full schedule announced for Andor, which kicks off at the end of September. So episode one, two, and three, they will drop on September the 21st. And those of you that have not kept up with this or you haven't seen anything about it since the previous announcement from Lucasfilm, the date has been put back. It's not in August anymore. It's now the end of September, so 21st of September, episodes 1 to 3, and then episode 4 on the 28th of September, episode 5 on the October 5th, episode 6, October 12th, uh, going through all the way to episode 12, which finishes the first season on November 23rd. So that sounds rather good. So weekly episodes 1 through 12, September 21st until November the 23rd and mark and i are pretty excited actually for andor because we've both watched the trailer a bunch of times we were going to talk about it today a little bit but um you know obviously mark's not here but i know he's he's pumped for it and a few other people we've spoken to a couple of our patrons are really up for it and a few people that have reached out on twitter have been like yeah do you know what guys this does look pretty badass so yeah and also we've spoken about it at work you know we have a in our slack we have a, a sort of nerdy geeky non-work related thing and we've we've chatted on there a little bit so gauging just the reaction from a lot of star wars fans out there anyway it does look pretty sweet 
not going to lie, it just does look, I'm really looking forward to this one. So not long to wait now. We've got about, I don't know, six, seven weeks, I think, before this kicks off. So not long to go. And you never know, we might get a, a sneaky, another sneaky little trailer bef- before um, episode one launches in in a few weeks' time. So there we go. That's the schedule for Andor. Mark your calendars. I'm sure you have done already. September 21st, episode one. Looks very cool. And I think we'll wrap there for episode 167. Guys, it's been so cool wrapping up some of these news stories. There's been a couple on here that have been on the schedule, so to speak, for a week or so, and then a few that have dropped in the last day or two. So a nice mix of stuff here. We've got some some rumours around some of the Disney Plus upcoming stuff, possibly Obi-Wan Kenobi season two. Ewan McGregor is well up for it, so that's going to be interesting to see how that progresses over the next couple of years. Uh, the George Lucas treatment for his version of the sequel trilogy and the Stormtroopers and stuff. Go and check that out. Very cool. And um, uh, maybe spoilers for The Acolyte. Maybe not. Mm, I don't think so, but whatever, whatever. Some comic book news and then the schedule for Andor. So a very, very cool mixed show. And thank you so much for sticking with me and listening to me round out some of the news. Just a reminder that for the next couple of weeks, it's going to be Mark flying solo. I'm on vacay next week and then I'm at Podcast Movement in Dallas. So anyone that listens who is a podcaster and you're getting yourself over there, come and say hi at the Captivate booth. Uh, and we can chat all things podcasting and Star Wars. So yeah, you've got Mark for the next couple of weeks. I think he's planning on getting a guest on, or maybe a couple. So uh, keep your ears ears to the ground for that. It should be very cool. So in advance, thank you very much, Mark, for covering the next couple of weeks. And um, make sure you are following and subscribing to this podcast in your preferred podcast app. That way you won't miss a show when it lands every single Saturday. We're on the socials too. Head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash twitter and forward slash instagram and you can come and chat star wars without with us throughout the week and um if you want to support us if you like what we do here at sor and you want to throw a, a buck or two our way you can do that on our patreon just head over to sparkofrebellion.com forward slash patreon that'll take you over there and you can jump on this plan from a dollar onwards and uh, as i mentioned at the beginning the stuff that we make through patreon doesn't go into our pockets it just goes back into the production of sor so thank you very much to our current patrons you guys are so awesome we love you guys thank you very much so until next week then for episode 168 take care of yourselves and may the force be with you always always